When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Hi, everyone, and welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast Women's Wednesday. Meg McDonald here, and today I get to talk to one of my co-workers at Sooner Vision and Sooner Sports TV, Alex Mejia. She has one of the higher-up jobs at Sooner Vision as she is the director of big screens and game entertainment. So everything that you see on the big screen at games, those decisions and that content runs through her. So if you're at a football game in Norman, Alex is in control of what you're seeing and experiencing live in venue and it can be a pretty high pressure job it's the replays it's starting lineups it's the intro video it's everything she is the queen at sooner vision and she's an absolute boss so what do we talk about today on the podcast we go into what normal preparation for a football season looks like in terms of video audio and just content as a whole to what that prep looks like now during COVID-19 what her plan has been to get the football players in studio and ready for this season and what goes on the video board with all these new protocols and making sure everyone is as safe as possible during these video shoots. We talk about brainstorming for new and fresh content and always improving the fan experience year in and year out. We also talk about what it's like being a woman in leadership in an athletic department, how she has overcome some of those barriers. And lastly, most importantly, mainly, if you haven't heard of Runza, Look it up or try it. I don't know. Maybe it's only in Nebraska. I seriously have no clue. But it's something that she is very passionate about. So we dive into that as well. All right. All that coming up after this. 
Sooner Sports Podcast is brought to you in part by AT&T, America's best network. Metroplex Electric, we can be your electrician. Interested in taking your passion for OU athletics to a new level? Experience the best game day experiences while supporting scholarships for nearly 600 student-athletes by joining the Sooner Club today. Customizable options are available by calling 405-325-8000. Wingstop, it's time to add some boneless wings to your Wingstop delivery order. Available in any of their 11 mouth-watering flavors. So go ahead and crush those spicy, saucy, sweet, and sassy cravings. Go to wingstop.com now and get delivery to your door. Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. All right, that easily is the best ad read that I've ever seen. Wingstop, you are you're on fire right now. All right, I have delayed this long enough. Here is Alex Mejia. All right, super excited to welcome Alex Mejia onto the Sooner Sports Podcast this week. She's the director of Big Screen at Oklahoma, and she is a boss babe. So before we even start this interview, in the most simple terms possible, explain to me and to Sooner fans what you do. Like we're third graders, explain to us what you do. <laughs> sure. So at Oklahoma, I oversee all of the big screen productions um, with Sooner Vision. So every venue that has a video board at the University of Oklahoma, I'm kind of overseeing all those productions, um, creating content for those, um, working on scripting with the marketing department. Um, basically everything you see that is on the big screen at events is run by Sooner Vision and the big screen department. So yeah. Okay, now in the most complex video, audio, technology verbiage, now explain what you do. Oh my gosh. Blow people's minds right now. So it's it's pretty amazing all the technology that goes into the big screen productions at Oklahoma. Um, Everything is run by Dactronics. Um, They install the video boards. They, Dactronics is like the computer type of system that runs everything you see on the big screens. Um, But besides, you know, just putting up uh, videos and graphics, we also, you know, we have an audio person that runs audio that plays everything that you hear in stadium and in venue. Uh, We have replay operators, we use EBS for that. Um, We have a ton of different uh, replay angles that we can show on big screen um, to give people just all different types of looks that you know, things that you don't see just sitting there watching the game. Um, what else? We have, you know, different cameras at each venue. Um, and it depends on, you know, the sport and the venue size of all the, all the cameras that we have that go into these productions. Um, we have a huge crew of people helping behind the scenes too that, you know, kind of help put everything together and put it all into one show. How many people does it take to put a good show together on the big screen? Oh man, it depends on the sport. At football, I mean, our crew is, man, easily, you know, 50 plus people. Um, At, you know, volleyball, uh, men's gymnastics, everything at McCaslin, we probably have, we have all the TV cameras. So we take TV angles on the big screen to show what's going on from the broadcast. On the big screen side, we have two big screen operators, and then an audio person and also someone from marketing that's kind of like flowing through the script with us and, you know, helping us kind of put everything together. Um, basketball is a little bit bigger crew as well. You know, we, we do the same thing where we kind of share TV cameras. We have a few of our own big screen cameras, but um, on the big screen crew itself, we have 
uh, four operators up there, uh, including myself, a audio person, a marketing person, and then someone who runs the lights at the Lloyd Noble Center. And that's the same for gymnastics over there too. So it kind of varies by venue, the equipment and um, the, the size of the crew varies by venue, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a huge, huge production that goes behind everything. You know, I think you go to a game and you just see things on the screen and it looks really cool, but I think a lot of people don't realize how many people it takes to put a show on like that. Okay, before we get any further in this interview, this is a sensitive subject. So for the people of the podcast, is it Jumbotron or is it big screen? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's big screen. The answer is big screen. <laughs> Jumbotron, the Jumbotron argument is funny because it, it was actually, I believe it's a Sony like brand of big screen that I don't even think it's around anymore. It's not like a, yeah, the Jumbotron is, is, is like a brand, but big screen is just the overarching like, name for video boards. <laughs> I actually didn't know that because I know how like it drives everyone in the big screen department bananas when you hear <laughs> fans say oh the jumbotron that video the starting lineup on the jumbotron I'm just like Alex would die right now like she <laughs> just hearing fans like if you go to a tailgate and everyone's talking about the jumbotron or the intro video I'm just like <laughs> <laughs> and I'm up there like no it's not jumbotron just call the big screen or video board <laughs> It's funny. I mean, we get it. We get a kick out of it. It's it's pretty funny to hear. Okay, let's get into your journey to Oklahoma. When did you first started start getting into video? Yeah, so I didn't actually start video production until my junior year of undergrad at the University of Nebraska. Um, I know a lot of people, especially now, um, start getting experience in high school. Even I know a lot of high schools have video boards um, and production classes, but I didn't start until my junior year. So um, I actually was a student employee at Husker Vision in undergrad in my junior and senior year. And that's kind of how I got my start is, you know, I applied to be a student employee there. I was like, wow, this looks really fun. Um, I applied and uh, they hired me for my junior and senior year. And um, after that, after I, well, I guess during undergrad, I also had an internship with the uh, major league soccer team Sporting Kansas City. And so I lived in Kansas City for a summer to get a little more production experience. Um, and while I was in Kansas City, I was also a freelance camera operator for the Kansas City Royals as well. So undergrads really, you know, I tried to get as much experience as possible. And then after I graduated, um, applied and got a full-time job at the University of Kansas at Rock Chuck Video, um, you know, helping out with the big screen productions there and uh, doing social media content as well. Um, and then after that, I worked full-time at Sporting Kansas City as the video board producer there. And then I came to Oklahoma last September. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. But if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure your first day at OU, it was last fall, right? 2019. Yes. was like the very first football game, right? Yes. I drove down from Kansas City the morning of the first home game. <laughs> and my first day was the first, the home opener last year. <laughs> were you nervous? Were you excited? I mean, I'm sure you were a little excited, but to me, I got to pee my pants. Like that's I a lot to handle. Yeah, I was very nervous. Um, I'd never been here for a football game. So when I was with Kansas, I traveled with the football team quite a bit, but I never came down to Oklahoma. I was never on that trip. And so I knew, I knew that the stadium here, you know, I knew that people were 
really, really into football and people love football here. And, but I just, I didn't know what I was coming into exactly. Um, so I was pretty nervous to get here. Um, and it, the whole day was just kind of a whirlwind, you know, meeting everybody on the first day, which was also the first football game and then experiencing my first football game here. It was just, it was incredible, but yeah, it was a crazy day for sure. What was your first reaction to being at an OU football game? Cause I imagine it's a lot different than a Kansas football game and I'm not hating on KU. Les Miles is awesome, but look, I went to Iowa state. Okay. I, I get it. <laughs> OU is a different breed of football down there. I mean, I think my first thought was, Oh my gosh, there are so many people here. Like the stadium is jam packed and it is loud and people are really, really excited. And I can tell, I mean, it's just, it was just totally different than anything that I had experienced before. And I know, you know, as a student at Nebraska, it's, they kind of have a similar atmosphere. It's, you know, packed stadium every Saturday. Fans are really, really hype about Nebraska football and they love it there too. But I think, I mean, it was also a really long time ago when I was a student. So it's just experiencing now is just a little bit different and yeah, it was incredible. This year is obviously different with COVID-19 and everything being shut down, but what does a normal preparation for a football season entail? Yeah. So a normal preparation, I mean, um, would usually start in the spring still, even, you know, if everything were normal, it would still start in the spring. Um, we would still be having meetings about, you know, different content that we can play, um, you know, what to put in the script, and we would start making all that content this spring. So it's, it's similar to now, except I think this year, um, you know, we've gotten a little bit of a head start. Um, and it's, it's been, along with the other fall sports, you know, our big focus is, you know, was football during um, all this work from home time and trying to get everything ready and working around, you know, what we can do different this year. Now, as we tape this, we have no idea if we'll have a football season, if we'll have fans. Um, that could change in an hour. Like, we could stop recording and something changes, obviously. But what has the prep looked like this year in terms of, you know, starting lineups, the intro video, the entire thing where can you be in the same room? Like, can you shoot the current players to do stuff for the big screen? Yeah, it's, it's been interesting. I mean, there's definitely certain protocols we have to follow, you know, we've had to map out exactly how they get into senior vision and um, how they get back down to the football facility. And our plan is to, you know, do it in, in groups in group phases. So, you know, the football team has their workout groups and the plan right now is to have them come in, in their groups, you know, one at a time, um, everyone that is a part of our crew shooting everything, you know, we all need to be in masks. We need to be socially distanced. Um, everything. Yeah. Everything's been really thought through about safety and making sure that we can still pull something off even when times aren't normal. Okay. I have to ask out of sheer curiosity, if there are no fans at football games, why do you need a big screen? <laughs> like, why do you have to create all like the intro video? Like, is it just for the players, I guess? Yeah. I mean, it, obviously we don't have an answer of, you know, capacity limits or anything right now. Um, and uh, ourselves, a senior vision and the marketing department has been working together, you know, thinking of what we can do in different scenarios. Like if there's, you know, hundred percent of fans or 50% or 20, like just thinking of everything possible. 
And I think, I mean, if we're at no fans at all, I think things like the intro video, hype videos, things like that, you know, it's, it's for the team and we still want to get them excited and put on a show for them and, you know, make it feel as normal as we possibly can. How would you describe the brainstorming for fan engagement every single year? Because I feel like it has to be different, but it also has to be better than the last year. How do you stay fresh, stay cool in terms of what the content is on the big screen? Yeah. So I know our marketing department, um, they kind of have a fan focus group that they work with, um, that they come in and they give their feedback and, you know, they send out surveys and, we try to, we try to ask the fans what we can do differently because, you know, we want to put on a great show for everybody. And, you know, something that I think is cool might not be what the majority of people think is cool, but I think for staying fresh, um, you know, we look a lot at what other teams do and we actually have a conference every year called the idea conference that it's basically a bunch of different professional teams, college teams, minor league teams get together, their video departments get together and, we just kind of show off what we've done the previous year and, you know, talk about, Hey, look at this, this technology is coming out this year. Let's try to implement that in our show or, Hey, this team did something really cool. How can we make something similar like that work at Oklahoma? So that's kind of how we, how we stay fresh and on top of trends. Okay. During timeouts, you guys have some wild games that you have fans play and I've, okay. In full disclosure, during a soccer game, like I do a halftime interview and then I kind of host the halftime show for whatever we're on, say Fox Sports Oklahoma, right? So I'll welcome back, say the score, and then toss to a feature that is already edited and ready to go. It's in the bank. And I'll have 20 people behind me in these big bubbles playing soccer, hitting into each other. And I'm like, how am I supposed to take this seriously when I have this behind me? Like, how do you come up with these games during the timeouts? You know, a lot of those timeout games are uh, working with marketing and our sponsorship department, uh, Senior Sports Properties. Um, I mean, bubble soccer is a really great example. That's one of my favorite halftime games. <laughs> by the way. It's, it's really hilarious. Um, but a lot of that is just, you know, collaborating and working with those two departments to figure out like what will be the most entertaining to our fans. And, you know, a lot of that goes back to if we see, you know, a professional team do something crazy, we could possibly try it here at Oklahoma and hopefully fans like it. What would you say is your favorite piece of content or game, whatever that runs on the big screen in your entire career? It doesn't have to be at Oklahoma. It can be but it doesn't have to be. Favorite piece of content. I think my favorite piece of content from this year was the Top Dog intro video at the men's and women's basketball games. <laughs> it was, okay, so Top Dog, my Top Dog background, I knew nothing about Top Dog before I came here. And I'd kind of heard about Top Dog and I was like, wow, that's pretty hilarious. We should bring that mask, like we should think about maybe bringing Top Dog back, that'd be so funny. Well then, Little did I know, Top Dog was actually going to come back. <laughs> and I just think, I don't know. I think I like, I really like the, the um, like nostalgia, I guess, of Top Dog. And I, I think fans are really, really excited about it. And I think seeing like a big intro video for him on the big screen and, you know, having him run out 
and have his first reveal in however many years. I just think that was really cool. It was a really cool moment. Okay, one of my memories of the top dog reveal this past, what, February, March? I don't, I don't remember. This year is, this year's a wash for me. I have no idea what day it is, but we were in our Tuesday meeting. So Sooner Vision every Tuesday, we have a meeting just to go over the week, what equipment we need, whatever. And everyone that hadn't been at OU for super long, like I've been here for four years and I have never heard of Top Dog in my life. I remember we got so much crap from all the other older, mainly the older guys were giving us the hardest time. It was like me, you, and Sarah. And we were just like, no, don't know who this dog is, but he sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think like, you, me, and Sarah, I mean, we didn't really have an OU background, you know, we all went to different schools, and a lot of Sooner Vision grew up in Oklahoma, or went to school at Oklahoma, so, you know, they knew who Top Dog was, but we, us, were like, "Mm, yep, don't know. (laughs) Well, and little did we know how big of a deal it was, like, that was such a cool week Mm -hmm. when he came back, that was, that was fun, that was a good answer. Okay, has there ever been a fail in technology during a live event, and how terrible was it? <laughs> okay, so not at Oklahoma. Fing- knock on wood, fingers crossed, we never have a fail in technology here. Not while I've been here, at least. Um, this one happened in 2012 when I was an intern at Sporting Kansas City. So we were playing an Open Cup game. It was the Open Cup final that we were hosting, and gates were open, people were inside, and a huge storm starts coming through. And everyone, you know, we get the teams off the field, people are sitting in the stands still, but we're, you know, we're telling, we're telling people take shelter, but if you know soccer fans, they're dedicated and they're not going to leave the stands. So we still had people in the stadium when the storm was happening. Um, but, uh, the video board completely lost power. Like right as teams were coming back out for warmups, um, you know, we were, we were getting ready to play and the whole video board lost power. And I mean, I have no idea what happened, but it came back like, I mean, it was shortly before kickoff, but we were pretty nervous that um, we weren't going to have a video board for the Open Cup final. That's an absolute nightmare. Um, what's your favorite sport to run the big screen? Uh, football. It's, it's just a totally different atmosphere than, like I said, anything that I've ever experienced before. I mean, it's just, it's high energy for the whole entire game. And there's so many... There's a ton of moving pieces that we have in our football script and, you know, different things that I need to pay attention to. But I mean, it's, it's so much fun. I love it. How exhausted are you after a four hour football game? Cause you have to be on for four hours. Like there are no commercial breaks for live games if yeah. you're in the venue. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's nonstop for the big screen crew. Um, I would say I'm pretty exhausted afterward, especially after those 11 a.m. games. Um, our crew call for those are actually like six o'clock in the morning. So, you know, we're not just there for the football game. We're there five hours beforehand. So, yeah, by the end of the day, I'm pretty exhausted. <laughs> okay, switching gears a little bit. You are a director of a department. So you're essentially a woman in sports leading a full room of men. What has that experience been like and how do you make sure that you maintain like your voice being heard when you're the boss? Being a woman in sports has been really empowering for sure. Um, 
I think, you know, when I started as an intern, we had female students at Husker Vision as well. But even since I was an intern there, it's continued to grow like crazy. And, you know, when I was working at the University of Kansas, uh, we had a group of student interns there too, and half of them were women. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's been really cool to see it grow. And, you know, leading, I guess, leading men on a crew, yeah, I mean, maybe there were times where um, I didn't feel as confident and maybe, you know, there were times where I've definitely been talked down to. And it's just something that you have to overcome and realize like, hey, I can do this. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman in this position, you know, if you, if you think you could do something, just you can do it. <laughs> How did you overcome some of those, I don't want to call them insecurities, but just, I, I don't know what you call them. How did you overcome? How did you get past that? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, what I know is that I really love this industry and I love working in sports and I, I love video production. So, you know, even, even though I might have felt insecure at times, I just had to tell myself, you know, keep going, keep doing it you really like doing this. Um, you know, maybe you had some, some moments where you weren't feeling as confident, but you know, for me, I just had to get over it and keep going and keep improving. I don't know if people know this, but there are so many students that work at Sooner Vision. Like I would say 150 plus <laughs> students that a lot of them you're in charge of. So, but also I will say a lot of them are women. There are some rock star females yes. at Revision. How important is it for you to mentor them and for them to kind of look up to you? Oh, I can aspire to be like Alex. Look at the position she's in. How important is that for you and how do you take that on? It's really important for me because I think back to when I was a student intern at Husker Vision. I mean, I was scared to death in my first like year pretty much as an intern. Like, oh my gosh, I want to learn everything I can and I need to get better. So I think thinking back to when I was an intern and, you know, going back to like feeling insecure sometimes or feeling less confident, I think it's important for me to be there, especially for um, our female students and, you know, help them and show them like, you can do this too. You know, if, if you are feeling, if you're feeling down about something or if you're thinking I can't do this, like you can, I want to help them. <laughs> What advice would you give, not just your younger self, but female interns who are in that position? I mean, I was there too once. Where I was like, I don't know how to work a camera. What is audio? And now it's like, uh, audio is the most important thing in my entire life, right? So what would your advice be to a student who wants to get involved, but really isn't sure that they're cut out for it? I would say, I mean, learn anything you can even like go to any training we i mean as, at sooner vision we offer all sorts of trainings for our students to learn different areas if you are even remotely interested in something even if you think like i might not like this or i might not be very good at this learn anyway and go to a training and you know put yourself in positions where maybe it's a little bit uncomfortable but it's it's going to help you in the long run um yeah okay I have a final topic that I want to get your opinion about, and you're, you might kill me. I don't care. Runza. What <laughs> is Runza, Alex? I feel like, okay, in full disclosure, we have a group chat with some of the guys from Sooner Vision and me, Alex, Sarah, and I feel like Runza comes up often. 
please explain to the people of the podcast what Runza is. As a Nebraskan, I am very passionate about Runza, just for the record here. Um, Runza <laughs> is um, probably one of the greatest uh, fast food, maybe fast casual dining spots you would ever come across. A Runza itself is a mixture of ground beef and cabbage um, surrounded by sourdough and baked. Um, you know, maybe it doesn't sound very appetizing when you describe it, but I promise you it's the best thing ever. You can get cheese in it. Um, their French fries are the best French fries you've ever had in the world. I promise you that. It's, it's just the greatest. Okay, last question and the most important question of the day. What makes you more mad? People saying Jumbotron or people bashing Runza? Oh, bashing Runza, for sure. <laughs> the Jumbotron, <laughs> Jumbotron, like, like I said, it's just, it's kind of funny to hear, but at the same time, I'm like, it's not a Jumbotron. I just wish I could tell you it's not Jumbotron. <laughs> but Runza, I feel like so many people um, discredit Runza and won't even give it a try. And I promise you, it's really, really good. Okay, last, last question, I promise. Is it true you have a pair of Runza socks? <laughs> I do have a pair of Runza socks. Um, I, t <laughs> I tweeted on Valentine's Day. What did I say? I think I said, roses are red, violets are blue. There still isn't a Runza in Norman and nothing will make me, or I don't remember what I said. It was a non-rhyming Valentine's Day. <laughs> to be funny. And Runza saw it and replied and sent me some socks to make up for my sadness not having a Runza here. <laughs> I mean, wow, that's important change that yeah. you are inflicting in the town of Norman. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. All right, that's all that the time we have for today. Alex, cannot thank you enough for coming on the podcast. I hope people get something out of this interview. I think it's so important to have a boss lady queen of Sunervision on. So thank you for uh, coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Norman Regional offers virtual care so you can consult with a doc on your smartphone. Learn more at normanvirtualcare.com or download the app today. OU Extended Campus, degrees online, on-site, on your schedule. Become the tradition. OG&E, power at the speed of life. Homeland, don't feel like getting out to buy groceries? Let Homeland deliver to your door. Visit homelandstores.com for more details. Loved this conversation with Alex. It's so cool to see a woman who's in charge of so many different things. And I just love being able to highlight a coworker of mine who works her butt off and absolutely deserves all the success and recognition that comes with her job. All right, everyone, that's all the time we have today on the Sooner Sports Podcast Wednesday edition. I will see you next Wednesday, Sooner Nation.